This episode is in the middle of December 2023, mid-December 2023 now. It was at this point that I kind of confirmed for myself that I was being lied to. Like the entire thing, the entire situation kind of could have been considered like mild manipulation. So the way it all started, if you hadn't followed the last few episodes, is that in August 2023, this TV production company kind of wowed me into this this project you know they use that language they're like we think you have a gift right make you feel all good about yourself and they kind of they 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 woo you into it they woo you and wow you in and they told me that it was an ongoing project i needed to get there as fast as possible that i was going to be there from september through december and i left my job for it a job which you know was a pretty good job uh because i was told it was going to be three months it was going to be pretty good pay i was going to possibly become a TV star and I'm like yeah okay I'm all in I'm down to take that risk and you know like me being me as I've explained before I didn't have some like fancy show business lawyer look over the contract because in general I trust people even after you know kind of being manipulated in certain situations before I like to trust people and I trust that there won't be that much manipulation like in a way I suppose we all kind of like manipulate each other throughout our day-to-day lives like I've you know manipulated people it's it's a, it's a nuanced conversation like as human beings we're all we all have interests in you know we, we all have ulterior motives in pretty much every relationship so we all manipulate a little bit but anyway back to this contract so I kind of put in like one little thing in the contract for my own peace of mind that would give me some insurance in case the project fall through project fell through but I didn't have some like like show business lawyer or whatever look the thing over plus I didn't really have that much time it was moving fast I'm like let's do it let's take the risk so then I get there and I found out that I was like the fourth or fifth guy that they had tried and they were kind of giving us all like a week to see if we could be good enough to actually be in the show. So they like they, they told me that I was going to be there for three full months for sure. And then like I get there and you're like, okay, you got till Friday to impress us or you're out. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, it was probably a good thing that I just left my job <laughs> for this and left the life that I, you know, really liked quite a bit. Because see, here's the thing. Like over the past three years before this, I had developed, well, two years in particular, I had developed a life that really suited me well. Like I was working a corporate job, uh, working from home. It was, you know, not an easy, somewhat stressful job, and it wasn't like a job and company that like I absolutely loved to death, but I loved the lifestyle that I had. Why? Because I was living, well, you know, the nerd in me calls it the biohacker life, right? Biohacking is simply using a combination of old age wisdom and techniques with new technology to try to improve your physical, mental, emotional health as much as possible, right? So I was I was winning in life. Like I was crushing it in life much more than I ever had before. And it was because of all these little biohacks. See, I had this home office set up that was like perfect for me. It was the sunrise was coming in from the east with these big windows in the morning. I had a standing desk that I would work at. That way I could go from sitting to standing, not have to sit on my butt all day. I could prepare my own meals at home. I had whole natural foods. I was eating beef liver and eggs for breakfast. <laughs> you know, it wasn't always that total like you know uh it wasn't all liver and eggs you know what i mean but like i controlled all the food that i put into my body i was working with um hooked up to ethernet not even using wi-fi in the house because in theory like too much wi-fi is not that good for us i had a perfect spot in downtown minneapolis where i like to be right next to you know basically in downtown uh, that way I could walk to get groceries, walk to the places I want to walk in my day-to-day life. Um, you know, but it was also right next to the river where I would go watch the sunrise every day. Like I had everything set up 
perfectly for me to be as healthy physically and mentally as possible. And life was going pretty good, but I decided to give that up because they told me you could be a star. And I'm like, all right, let's get it. And so they told me, okay, you got a week to impress us, and if you don't, you're out. And so it was a lot of pressure, obviously. And the first week, you know, it wasn't great. I did, um, it was a little rocky, but I did well enough to stay. Um, Essentially did well enough that like I thought I was going to be, I thought it was actually going to work the way it was supposed to, that I was going to be there for the full three months to record this entire season of the show or the remainder of the season. And then lo and behold, at the end of the fifth week, like the very last day of the fifth week with absolutely no forewarning, um, they told me that on they're flying me back home in two days on Sunday and they're bringing back guy number three or four, however many other guys there were before me. I think he was like the fourth guy that had tried this. And without getting into all the details, uh, they sent me back home and I waited and waited. And, you know, they kind of told me like, you know, maybe look for some temporary jobs you can do. There's a good chance we're going to try to have you come back in January or February. Because what they told me is that they're sending my screen test. That's what they call it. Screen test to the network. See, there's a production company, which shall not be named, because in general, there are no names in these Life Lessons episodes, as I mentioned before. We keep things confidential. We don't want to get people involved who don't want to be involved in the episodes. But this production company, they produce the series, so they film everything, and then they send everything to the network. Now, the series has already been commissioned, meaning like the network said, yep, we agreed to this. We've seen what you want to do. We're going to put it on TV. And they were spending a boatload of money on this. And when I say a boatload of money, I mean like a Noah's Ark boatload of money. Like they were spending a lot of money on this thing. Um, The salary that they were paying me for the time I was there was like one one thousandth of the money that they were spending on it. And so... They need to make it happen, long story short. So what I was told was they're sending my screen test, essentially like an episode that they put together of the five weeks that I was there that they were going to send to the network because according to them, they had done the same thing with the previous guy who was there. Like they, he was there for five weeks or so. They you know, put together like a compilation, like a full episode or two of all the work that he had been involved in as the person who was doing my job, which was like the host translator for the series. They sent that to the network and then the network was going to decide how much they liked him. And by the way, this is actually like, every, there's just all these little lies here and there, you know, because they literally told me the day that I got there that they fired him. Like, to me, fired means he's not coming back, you know? Like, they told me that they fired him. What they told him at the time, obviously, was that there's same thing they told me, I think, which is that they're sending his screen test to the network to see if the network likes him. And I know some of you guys are listening to this, and you're like, what the heck is going on? There are so many parts of this that make no sense whatsoever. And if I had all the answers to that, to why it's so weird... Well, then I would be a much smarter, wiser man than I am. I don't have the answers, okay? This is the way it is. I'm just telling the story from my end. This is what happened. All right, so they're going to send my screen test to the network to see if the network likes me, and we're going to hear back in a month or so about that. See, essentially, they brought him back because apparently, apparently, the network liked him enough to bring him back. 
Now, the interesting thing is I actually have some, some sources, if we want to call them that, right? This whole little thing was kind of like a freaking intelligence operation where there were people getting information from one party and leaking information and blah, 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 blah. But, like, anyway, this whole thing was a mess. But I have some sources who, like, kind of made me think... Whoops, excuse me, got cut off there. Okay, so I have some some sources, some other people that I worked with on the ground that kind of told me that this is not exactly the what the what the production company wanted that the production company was kind of trying to save their keisters in a certain way that essentially what really happened and I don't know how true this is but what really happened is that they might not well I don't I don't know like if they you know did they like me that much did they not like me that much but essentially that when I was there they didn't actually get like the type of material that they wanted for the series in terms of what we were recording. I can't get into the details because I'm still going to respect their non-disclosure agreement that I signed. But that basically they had something better to present to the network in terms of like a full story and a full series of episodes when the other guy was there before. Like not necessarily because he was necessarily better than me at the job. I think that that was kind of up in the air. Um, it's hard to know for sure. But they wanted to bring him back. That way they have something like better to present to the network in terms of like a more full series. Okay. Anyway, and then I know some of you like are probably listening. Just like what? This makes no sense. This whole thing is stupid. Why do they have two guys to begin with? Why don't they just stick with one? Why don't they figure out who they want before they start filming? I don't know. All right. These are the questions. These are the questions in the universe that we just don't get answers to, all right? Same question is, were Adam and Eve actually the first people, or was it the Big Bang Theory? Was it evolution? Okay. Did the production company actually want that other guy the whole time? Was Adam and Eve the first two people on the earth? I don't know. These are the universal questions we'll never get answers to, people. Okay, but anyway, so they... um You know, I was waiting and waiting, and then finally, like a full month later, by mid-December, basically... They, the showrunner got back to me and told me, hey, we're going to stick with the other guy, at least for now. Now, at the point where I kind of realized they have to be lying to me to a certain extent is because a little bit after that, I said, I kind of, okay, I understand. Thank you for letting me know. Um, and then a few days later, I asked if they could send me like a rough cut, essentially like an episode so I could figure out what I can work on and what I can do better. Whether it's, you know, if I want to go back and do more with them, if I get that chance, or for future projects, like how can I improve? How can I get better? The interesting thing is they had sent me, well, I had already seen some of like the, you know, the stuff that I had been recorded in earlier, and they had given me plenty of their own feedback before. Um, But this time they said, no, we can't, because rough cuts to the network are confidential, Network notes are confidential, blah, blah, blah. Now, the reason that I'm basically sure this is a lie is because, see, they're not even good liars. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't realize that they already sent me a rough cut of, like, the entire show before I even came on board. Like, they sent me with, like, the first guy that they were using, like, a rough cut of him you know, in like a a trailer episode, essentially. So they sent me a rough cut like before they knew anything about me, hardly, like before they had any reason to trust me. So like the way I see it, rough cuts are not that mm, actually confidential. They just, well, and then the other thing about it is the other guy, um, he has a YouTube channel. He has a big popular YouTube channel. Once again, not naming names. There are no names in this. 
he has a big popular YouTube channel, and I had been following his YouTube channel a little bit after they sent me home because I wanted to get some more information and see if I was being told the same things that he was being told because essentially we had been put in the same situation and were competing against each other even though we never knew each other. And I looked on his YouTube channel, and he kind of verified that they told him the same thing that they told me, and he also put out another video saying essentially, yeah, they sent me an, a rough cut of an episode of my work with them and it looks awesome like he said that on a youtube video he said that they sent him a rough cut <laughs> so like i had already previously received a rough cut that they made he's saying that he received a rough cut and now they're telling me that rough cuts are confidential and they can't share them so there's two things that happening here it's a lie and i know it's a lie and like i said they're not being very good liars in this case like if you have to lie in life at least lie good you know like do it good like they they didn't trace their steps and realize oh yeah we already sent sean a rough cut oops we'll have to figure out a different way to explain that we're not going to send him a rough cut so there's one of two things either happened either number one they didn't want to send me a rough cut because they don't trust me at this point because they figure i'm probably bitter about being not chosen to continue with the show and that i would leak the rough cut or do something against the non-disclosure agreement which i'm just barely mature enough to not do by the way <laughs> i still hold the chip on my shoulder for lots of things in this life okay i'm barely mature enough to not actually do that i wouldn't do that so if you guys are listening to this you can still send me the rough cut and i won't leak it all right but anyway um and by the way i don't hate you okay i don't judge i know like we like i said every human being to a certain extent is manipulative and i'm not out here judging you know their you know manipulation of me and lying to me i mean this is show business after all like let's be real come on we get manipulated in our little happy corporate jobs in in freaking minneapolis minnesota you think you're not going to get manipulated in hollywood give me a break that's like the name of the game um so i'm not judging them that much i'm just explaining like this is you know it's, it's very obvious to me that they're lying to me um in a certain way they're not the worst people on the planet but they're lying to me in a certain way and they're trying to cover something either number one they're scared of, they're scared of the fact that i would leak it and kind of ruin their whole show before it comes out or they actually don't even have a rough cut which is another theory of mine but that's a little bit of speculation it doesn't even matter for me I kind of decided that I'm not really going to be upset by it because this is the price that you pay if you want to be a star. Like, if you want to be a star in this life, you have to take certain risks, okay? That's just this is just kind of general common sense. It's very rare to be able to become a star in this life without taking certain big risks. I took a risk. I thought I was going to succeed. I thought I was succeeding halfway, three-quarters of the way through it, and now it looks like I failed, whatever. And, you know, at the end of the day, though, it's actually not even that big of a deal because in this life it's not even really about whether we're at a point of success or a point of failure it's really about how is our energy in the moment on a day-to-day -day basis and the way that our energy in the moment on a day-to-day -day basis is usually good is when we put ourselves in a flow state working towards something towards some sort of a goal whether that's a financial goal whether that's a goal you know with our family whether that's a sports goal whatever like you're working on some sort of a goal and you put yourself in a flow state as you work towards it so you know it doesn't really make a big difference how actually successful we are in terms of the way we feel on a day-to-day -day basis but anyway um in terms of like manipulation i'm someone who's definitely been manipulated several times in my life um you know some people who know me well enough would say that i was you know manipulated by an ex-girlfriend for example um i don't um and, and everything is nuanced it's always a little bit more than like it's always a little bit more nuanced people tend to jump to black and white conclusions in this life um 
but there's always kind of some gray areas because we're all somewhat manipulative in certain ways and it's kind of hard to define and then people come up with terms like gaslighting and they're gaslighting you and it's like what's the difference between gaslighting and manipulation we're just making up words now but really when it comes to if someone like if someone or some other party manipulates us or lies to us or does something bad to us it's always going to be more like what's going to affect us more in the long run is how we react to it than the event itself the way that we react to the event is always going to be more important than the event itself in life now there's some events that you know, we'll, we'll probably all go through several times in life which are truly truly horrible like the death of a loved one and in those situations you know you can't expect someone to react well and bounce back immediately but all of these other things that happen to us that seem like bad things for us it's always going to be more like we're always going to gain more self-respect from the event if we just react to it in some form of a positive way i don't mean that you're not going to get angry and you're not going to get bitter and you're not going to have a chip on your shoulder because i always am angry and bitter and have a chip on my shoulder okay but like i said production company if you're listening i still wouldn't leak your thing and i'm still not sharing up details about the show because I'm respecting the non-disclosure agreement. You see, I'm just trying to teach people some lessons here and tell a good story. Okay, so um, in terms of, you know, getting manipulated, manipulation in life, I mean, I'm someone who probably is still a bit like maybe naive by nature, even now, even now after having, you know, been manipulated by certain people, certain organizations in certain situations. Um I'm probably still, I would be still considered like a naive person who's too trustworthy. Um, but I don't really worry about that too much. I really don't. Something tells me that like, that karma, you know, you guys know me if you listen to this for a while. Like I'm not super, super religious in a traditional way, but I do definitely believe in karma. Um, and I think that karma with our intentions, karma does come back around in terms of our intentions, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that I'm always the most wonderfully intentioned person either. I'm not just some great hearted, yay. Um, you know, I, I've had negative intentions toward people as well. I think that's part of being a human being. We all have a good side and we all have a bad side. Um, but in terms of whether it's bad to be, you know, too naive or bad to, you know, allow yourself to get manipulated, as long as you're not going to get shot in the head by the manipulation, I wouldn't really worry about it that much. Um, I'm someone who's willing to risk pretty much everything except death. Um, and that's, you know, I would try to keep myself out of a situation where I could be killed by being manipulated, um, which does exist in the world, obviously. Uh, but short of death, death is like the main thing that I fear with it. So I think that if we allow ourselves to be naive and get manipulated, then usually we just kind of, you know, we learn from it. Um, we get a few good stories from it every now and then. Um, we learn from it. We grow. Uh, we understand life better. And I mean, I think life is less about success and failure, quote unquote, than it is about learning and teaching. Um, and we learn from experiences like this. So, with that being said, there's still a lot of unanswered questions about how this whole thing went down. This show that I was in about like why I, you know, apparently wasn't good enough to stay, why they don't want me back. I mean, I ha I have my theories. Um, it it doesn't make sense like that they would want me so bad at the beginning, right? They were like telling me to get there as fast as possible because they got rid of this other guy, um, and then they dumped me so quickly and abruptly like especially when i thought that i was doing everything right and like that things were going well um 
Anyway, so there's a lot of unanswered questions, and I'll probably, you know, I'll be left with no answers. See, that's life. Like, a lot of us want closure. This happens all the time in relationships, too. Like, we want closure in a relationship, and we want to know why exactly this person dumped us, or why things didn't work out, or this and this and that. A lot of times, we never exactly get it, Uh, and this relates to relationships, jobs, everything. We never get that much closure closure sometimes. And if you're like someone like me, you you want closure, but you might not ever get it. And like with this, I might never truly get a closure in terms of like an explanation of why or a real understanding of why. Because it's also one of those where everybody that's involved, you know, the 15 to 20 people that were the the most closely involved, the most deeply involved in this project that worked on the ground, I think every one of us has a slightly different version of the events and how it went down um, and speculations on why things are the way they are. Um, but it's something that I'll probably be bitter about for at least a few years to come, especially like if the show is a hit and I happen to not even show up in any episodes because it's like, well, pff, Jesus, like I gave up my life, my job, went there, did good work for five weeks, was on camera a lot. And then like if they just put me all on the cutting room floor, I'd be particularly bitter. I won't lie about that. Um, and that's okay. I don't, I don't have a problem being bitter, you know. Um, I've always said that kind of mild anger in general is a decent emotion to ride with every day as long as we can control it. That's really the key. <sighs> yeah. That's all I got for you in this episode. Talk again soon. Love y'all. Peace.